Thank you for tuning into the For What For Who podcast. My name is Courtney Croucher, and I'm really excited to have you here. I've always been obsessed with self-development and pop culture and everything that influences how we live our lives, which is why we're here today, because I believe that with everything you do, every decision you make, for what, for who, my intention is for this to be a resource for people who want to have better relationships, health, professional growth, balance in your lives, and self-love. Subscribe to hear my journey along with special guests every Monday for a blunt approach to living life unapologetically on your terms. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. And thank you so much for your patience on this episode. My goodness, it's been a fucking minute. Um, As you probably noticed, I didn't have an episode last week. It's just been a time. I don't have any other excuse for it. I've, one, been getting in my own way. I can admit that. But two, I've also been prepping to move across the country, which has been super exciting um, and very stressful. So I am finally getting my shit together. I'm pre-recording literally every episode from here on out. So there will be no bullshit. Okay. We're coming in hot. We're learning from the lessons. This is just like, I've had enough with my own self. So we're moving forward. But I had a great birthday. Um, I did get a little wasty and did some shit I wasn't proud of. I was like, okay, girl, this is why alcohol is not your best friend. You know, just like the the tears and the dramatics. I'm just like, what are you doing? And I know a lot of people can do that and kind of, you know, feel embarrassed the next morning and move forward. But the guilt and shame I receive from the, you know, anxiety that alcohol provides is just too much. And I've realized that alcohol doesn't have a place in my life. So I really kind of, I think, needed that bit of like a breakdown and having this birthday to kind of just like, okay, new year. Um, I feel like August 1st has been definitely a reset for me, even though it's midway through the year. It feels like a reset. And I think it's because I'm completely entering a new chapter. And I'm actually really excited. I've gotten past the point of like, really terrified into being a lot more excited although I'm really sad to leave Vancouver I'm also just like excited for what this next chapter brings so it's it's bittersweet but I'm moving forward so I honestly have been doing like a lot of work on myself the last couple of weeks Um, my best friend came down to visit me in Vancouver she's from Toronto and she it was her first time here so we were able to do all the things and reconnect for the first time really since COVID which is just so nice and yeah, it was just such a fun time to have her here and kind of, I feel like I sometimes live a dual life when I'm out in Vancouver because a lot of my friends and family haven't seen my life out here. So to be able to kind of merge someone important to me in my life in Vancouver and meet my friends here and stuff like that, it was very, just like a surreal experience. And it started to blend those two lives, which was kind of cool. And now that I'm like going back, to Ontario with these experiences that I've had in Vancouver, I don't know. It's just kind of a cool thing to reflect on and to be able to see how far I've been able to come in my personal growth, but also just knowing what I know now and having been living alone for the last year and a half, stuff like that. It's just, it's really cool. So I've been really working on myself. I decided to invest in myself in a course that I would love to speak on later. I'm in the middle of it, so I don't really want to talk about it yet, but I will talk about it later. And I also started going to therapy, which I feel like shouldn't be taboo. And it's crazy because I used to go to therapy quite frequently, but 
I kind of outgrew the therapist that I was working with, and I'd gone to him for many years, so it made sense at the time, but trying to get back into it has been a real struggle because I couldn't really find a good match, and this is not sponsored, but I'm actually using BetterHelp right now, and just thought I would give it a try. I actually had a discount from another podcast. Maybe I'll get them to be a sponsor, (laughs) but I decided to just give it a try for myself, and I had my first session last week, and even just like going into that first session, I really started to journal on some intentions that I had of what I wanted to work on in therapy and what kind of led me to seeking that out and just starting to take my mental health and anxiety and all of that more seriously because I've noticed, honestly, on a, like, on a deeper level, guys, my anxiety has taken over my life in the last little bit and I'm really sick of how it's been holding me back and preventing me from doing things that I'm normally able to do. So that's just where I'm at today. And I'm, I've been really working hard on identifying what's working for me and what doesn't and prioritizing my mental health. But um, knowing that I'm in a good headspace today, I'm batching recording all of these episodes because I've learned that also with these ups and downs of emotions and going through such massive change yet again, I find that I have to do things when I'm feeling really productive and motivated so that I can allow myself those days where if I just need to cry, then my shit's already done. There's no guilt or stress there. So if you're, you know, if you relate to that in any way, maybe just even on a productive level, regardless of what you have going on in your life, if you know that you can't always fake it, especially having a podcast, I have to have a certain, I don't have to, but I would prefer to exude a certain energy online and you know obviously the listeners that are are taking on that energy so I feel really responsible for that so if I'm coming in in a real bad headspace it just doesn't make me feel good either and then it's just this weird thing that I then don't feel proud of so I find that even just in any other area of your life like when you're feeling really good going that slightly extra mile in whatever you're working on, whatever projects, whatever people you have in your life, whatever it is, kind of going that extra mile is kind of a proactive way to allow yourself maybe a day of rest or whatever in the future. Because you just never know what life throws at you. And fuck, I feel like life has gotten so busy again. I don't know if anyone else is feeling this, but just like that post, coming that like into that post-COVID world, I forgot how crazy life is and how... There's no downtime unless you schedule downtime kind of thing. Um, And that's been weird. So readjusting to all of these new ways of being, which I think is important. And that's why I wanted to share it because we're not perfect. Like I'm not perfect. I never have pretended to be. And I think it's really crucial to have these conversations to, you know, we're always comparing ourselves. And so when you hear someone else is going through maybe a similar experience or whatever, Um, Or even just like for me, I love listening to podcasts and then maybe I don't relate to it in that moment, but then maybe I go through something later down the line that that same podcaster was talking about a few months ago. And I'm like, oh, what did she say about that again? And you're, you know, kind of remembering what they said and how they moved through it. So I just hope that that's helpful that I be open and honest about all of those things. Um, But what actually led me to the topic of today's episode is, well, the topic overall is outcome attachment. And I was reading this book and going through like my kind of preparing or preparation for therapy. Um, I was thinking about what 
my anxiety is like. And I realize it's surrounding all of the things I want to have control over and replacing my thoughts with all these fears of these like fixed ideas of how life should be and how it's gonna be and very limited and it's got gotten me down the spiral of you know you get a bad negative thought and then it's like but if that happens then this happens then this happens and it's really hard to dig yourself out of that hole if anyone can relate so I was actually reading a book and then something prompted me about outcome attachment and how this author was talking about how when we categorize them as good or right or wrong or bad, we're more open to disappointment on whatever side of the scale it falls onto, right? So let's, for example, I'll just speak from my own personal experience. If I say that this move is going to be the best, best, best thing for me, and it's going to be freaking amazing, and I'm going to be so happy, then I'm setting myself up for potential disappointment because maybe it's actually, maybe I'm not going to be happy there. I have no idea. But kind of detaching from the outcome and saying, well, I've chosen this in this moment, and at this time, I feel like it's going to be an exciting opportunity, and whatever the experience throws at me is going to be a learning lesson. I feel like that's a better kind of outlook on it. But sometimes we get this attachment out of fear. So if we feel like we can attach to it too, I feel like it also provides us some level of control because our ego is typically trying to search for things that can keep us safe. And if we can kind of predict what's going to happen in the future, then maybe we can know how we're going to react when that thing ultimately disappoints us. And so that fear is kind of convoluting what's reality, right? And so when we get those attachments, it's, it's actually really insane when you think about it because the outcome is not in your control of whatever life throws at you, right? But our attachment, sometimes we're not even noticing it but can have such a huge impact on not only our mind and our mindset, but how that mindset can put us down that kind of negative spiral that I was referring to. And I know for me, when I get down those negative spirals, it starts to become debilitating and can create way worse anxiety and sometimes even lead to panic attacks. So I think it's actually a really crucial thing to kind of bring awareness to because especially when we're not aware of it and then we like have that realization it's like holy shit and so I started to kind of look this up and kind of do some digging on because I've heard about this idea and I've listened to podcasts and I've read books on it in the past but I didn't realize how much I've recently been attached to the outcome of a lot of different scenarios in my life and so this actually roots from the same feelings of scarcity. So the attachment out of fear and feelings of scarcity. And so I thought, okay, well, if we're attached to the outcome, what does detachment mean? So what I read online says that detachment means to dissociate yourself from intended outcomes. It requires letting go of fixed ideas of how life should be. So if you want to commit yourself to getting what you want, you set yourself up for pain. 
And so that's really interesting because when we think of any laws of like manifestation, if you look up any of the stuff online um, or any of those thought leaders, they always say that you have to detach from the outcome. And like I said, I didn't realize I was so attached to it. And so I realized that I maybe even be blocking my own blessings that's coming into my life because I'm so fixated on specific things that I'm not allowing for room um, for, you know, all of those things to come into my life. And so I saw this example that I want to share just online. So it says, for example, if you base your day on your partner's mood or getting the next promotion at work, you allow outward conditions to dictate your feelings. You are trying to control your world instead of trusting the process of life. And that's where I'm still kind of trying to like retrain how I think about my life because even this move, like I said earlier, I have been so determined to categorize it in some sort of way But by doing that, I'm opening myself up to so much more disappointment. And it's like, on the flip side, what if it's the best thing that you could ever have happened to you? But maybe it's not, right? And so just detaching from the outcome as a whole allows you to trust the process of life and obviously helps us, in the meantime, go through it with much more ease. And I think that's the biggest thing. If it wasn't causing us pain or causing us total distraction and start to veer from our day because we're so like down that spiral then then it'd be fine but now that I've been thinking and reflecting on my own experience and talking to some friends about it I'm like oh my god wait a lot of us get down this same path and it can really start to deter us from any success in our life whatever that looks like whether that's in our career relationships Um, location, what we want to accomplish, all of these things, right? Because we really are just having that specific, like those outward conditions to dictate our feelings. And so we're never going to be truly fulfilled if that's the case. Now, on the flip side, I was kind of reading further articles with more of that woo-woo manifestation language. And so one of these articles pointed out that in order to live in an abundant and fulfilling life, we must detach. Because if we don't, it'll drain our energy and distract us. And that's exactly how I've been feeling, the energy drain. Because I haven't had time to be excited and motivated and creative because I've been so, so deeply attached to the outcome. And so... It's really interesting because I think this can really relate to dating quite like with a... So tell me if you relate to this. So let's say you meet someone new. Let's say you meet them on Hinge. You are texting a little bit back and forth. The vibe is there. You decide to go grab a bite to eat or a drink or whatever. And you're meeting. You're having the best time. Like you're vibing so well off each other. And now you're starting to get into your head about whatever it is, about your own insecurities, about where this is going to lead. Do I kiss him? Do I not kiss him? Do I go home with him? Do I not go home with him? Oh my God, maybe he can be my wedding date for my cousin's wedding in the fall next September. Oh my God, my best friend's going to love him. Oh, and he has so much in common with her boyfriend. You know, you start to go down that spiral. If you know what I'm talking about, please let me know. Because we can start to formulate these assumptions around 
what can occur. And I mean, it's normal for the human brain to do that because we're trying to make sense of the world, right? Like that is what our brains are primed to do is start to kind of take a peek around and try to make sense of things and look for patterns and look for things that we can help keep us safe and safety to the ego is the known. And so when we have that comfort zone of knowing what to expect, then we feel more at peace. So with that whole scenario in mind, I've personally been in positions where I'm starting to see someone and start to date them and start to really like them. And I'm suddenly picturing them in so many different facets of my life when we haven't gotten there yet. I haven't fully gotten to know this person, but I've now become completely attached to the outcome. And what's really interesting is how our brains can start to kind of spiral into that scarcity mode that I was talking about earlier. And that scarcity, especially in relation to this example, can start to look like there's no one else. So if this person doesn't like me, if they reject me, how am I ever going to find a boyfriend? I'm not lovable. There's no one else on the market. It's been so long since I've ever met someone who I've liked. And I've been down this road way too many times, guys. Like this is why I'm talking about it because I'm like, holy shit, this has actually been crippling me for the last little bit of my life. And I did not realize it. And in so many different scenarios. And so in order to detach from these outcomes, then imagine how much time, energy, and space we would have for the process to just unfold as it does. And almost if we just took a little backseat, now we're the main characters here, so not too far of a backseat, but just enough letting go to kind of see how the story unfolds and lead with a little bit of playful energy. I feel like in the times that I have intentionally led with playful energy and I'm kind of like whether it's universe source god whatever you believe in the higher power you're like okay show me how good it can get like what okay universe like what are you doing today you know and just kind of have that fun fun challenge I feel like it's is maybe a good word of like what is like this new person has come into my life let's relate it back to the dating thing this new person has come into my life man what are you showing me right now and I think oftentimes and Marley said this in one of our episodes that we did with the interview with her she talked about how the universe can hold up a mirror and I have started to notice that in my life but I've been so fucking fixated on so many different outcomes that I haven't noticed it until now (laughs) man if I noticed this a little bit like sooner I feel like I would have had a lot less pain but that's okay um everything in divine timing right so when it comes to like the the mirror how if we were detached from the outcome and we had this trust in the universe and the process of life then how we might be more willing to also learn from each experience rather than taking on that victim mentality of like why does no one like me why am I unlovable why is the world always against me I feel like I can't catch a fucking break. Have you ever been there? Because I have. I've been there a lot lately. And I'm realizing it's because I've been in my own head. I haven't gotten out of outside of myself to consider another alternative and another perspective. 
Now, as someone who's incredibly, incredibly committed to becoming the best version of myself and like achieving everything that I believe I am put on this earth to achieve and just go so much fucking more beyond than what I even think is possible. It's been frustrating for me to not figure out like what is going on here. You know, I knew that I've been off, but I couldn't figure out exactly what it is. And this is definitely that. And so the way that I'm trying to now learn to um, combat this outcome detachment is one prioritizing meditation I can't say it enough it has literally helped me so much but specifically like not only meditation but then specifically the superhuman app also not sponsored I would love if they did though if you're listening please hit me up they are a subscription it was actually like created I think by the um, same creators as Headspace but it's by Mimi Bouchard I think she like worked with their development team or something I heard this on a podcast but it's a really well done app and basically Mimi Bouchard takes you through these like mental rehearsal type of meditations and you can do them whether you're seated or whether you're just like hanging out getting ready you know, on a walk, running, like there's so many different types. And that's what I really love about it. Because if I'm finding myself in a mental rat race and I'm noticing it, and and awareness is key, right? Because those thoughts are normal, but how long we let it go for is where we can kind of step in. So I will notice, you know, maybe I'm cooking breakfast. I'm like, fuck, I'm not in a good headspace. And so I'll turn to that superhuman app and it's become, you know, I've had to get into the habit of it, but I've committed to doing at least one meditation a day through that app. Um, But then also I do it throughout the day if I'm finding that I'm getting in a weird space. And I swear to God, it just like puts me right back up to where I need to be. And so I think that's actually a really powerful way to start to interrupt these habits because you know you have to break the loop obviously to be able to break those habits and start to retrain how we think and so I'm like okay this is a genius app idea for one but two being able to change how we're thinking about ourselves and like repeating affirmations and whatever like not only does it take the workout for you but it also snaps you out of the bullshit and you're like, wait, no, I do want to be better. And so for that reason, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And a lot of the, like the same, you know, concept of this meditation app is becoming the best version of yourself. So I know that's in alignment with me and what I want to do with for what, for who. So it just made sense for me. So that's something that I'm definitely using and prioritizing to combat these outcome attachments and start to learn to detach a little bit. The second thing is starting to reflect on my fears, number one, and two, feelings of scarcity, because those go hand in hand with this outcome attachment, right? So what am I actually fucking afraid of? And I want you to ask this to yourself and reflect on this on your own time of what am I most afraid of? What is the worst case scenario? Why is it the worst case scenario? And what would happen if it actually did come true? 
Because sometimes when we walk us like ourselves through this, sometimes we think we're so afraid of whatever it may be, but then we actually go through it and logically kind of assess and we're like, oh, wait, even if that did happen, it still probably would be okay because I have X, Y, Z in order. Or even sometimes we can acknowledge the fear and realize that it's just us getting in our own way most of the fucking time. I know for me, the fears are like, well, maybe no one will like me. And then it's like, well, people already don't like me. So like, so what? People, yeah, people aren't going to like you. The whole world is not going to like you. That's okay. Okay, well, I guess it's not much of a fear because rationally I'm like, for what, for who, you know? <laughs> I say this to myself all day, every day. There's a reason to name this podcast. So if we kind of start to go through that process, not only does it start to combat the fear, but then it kind of highlights where we're seeing some scarcity patterns. So for example, um, if you're thinking about money and you're thinking, oh my God, I'm so broke, I'm so broke, I have no money, blah, blah, blah. It starts to fixate on how little you have rather than what you have coming in, what you currently have, what opportunities are going to bring more to you. Like that, that mindset can be a really narrow path where the abundant mindset starts to really flip the script. And so if we're starting to see that come up in certain aspects of our lives, I definitely urge you, and I'm doing this for myself. I'm saying this because it's me too. Don't worry. I'm not perfect. Um, start to like really identify those feelings of scarcity and where it's coming up because if it starts to become a habit and you're really starting to get down that spiral, it can start to really bleed into other areas of your life. Like not only is, oh my God, I'm so broke. I have no money. Then it comes into no one cares about me. My friends fucking suck. Everyone sucks. No one's going to love me. I'm always going to be single. Like you hear how negative it is. Just saying it makes me feel icky. And I know for me, I don't want to ever show up like that, but that's what our brains are doing a lot of the time, especially in the world that we live in, where the news is constantly bombarding us with really negative scarcity mindset verbiage. Like it's, it's a lot of bullshit, right? And there's a reason people have such high anxieties and level of depression when we're constantly having these messages flown at us and these feelings of scarcity that are projected onto us that aren't even our own, right? So when we start to figure out what's really true to us and what, what feelings of scarcity we're actually holding, then being able to identify it and, com- and, and with that, with the fears compounding, see how we can kind of work through that. And I mean, based on when you kind of reflect on those things, I think that's where you can kind of go a couple different ways, depending on how you're wanting to deal with it. I know for me right now, I'm dealing with therapy because I want to really have someone challenge like my belief system and from like this mental health clinical aspect, but this isn't, you know, the route for everyone and you know, everyone has access to this. So it depends on kind of what you're wanting, what you're struggling with and how it's affecting your day to day, I think also is a really important factor, but just starting to kind of consider those things. I know for me, it's already fucking improving my life. And I think that it's, we have to do our due diligence with our mindset because like, yeah, you can work out every day, but if you're not working on your mindset, 
you're never going to feel healthy and at peace with yourself because your mind is like rotting, you know, from the inside out when you're killing yourself in the gym every day, you're eating all the healthy foods, you're taking the vitamins, you're taking the supplements, but your mind is slowly killing you. And I know that too well. And that's why I'm sharing this. So it's a little vulnerable, but that's okay. Um, I think it's really important. And I'm really excited to kind of like share and update you guys on this whole thing, because this is like a concept that I've known about, but haven't truly taken seriously because I didn't realize how much it was affecting me. So it's crazy how these little unlocks can really just get the motivation and the momentum moving. So I hope you enjoyed this and I hope you learned some, but something, please let me know on IG at the not so average batch and at for what for who podcast. Uh, my public Instagram is actually on private right now um, because I'm going through a little bit of a rebrand and just taking a moment back from Instagram um, while I'm figuring a couple things out. But those details you will learn soon enough. So just please stay tuned. And thank you again so much for your patience on these episodes. I will not be missing another Monday. I'm getting out of my own way and out of my own bullshit. So yeah, I'm super excited to see what this next chapter brings for me and excited to be able to show up better for all of you. So with that said, as always, guys, love yourself, love others and wash your fucking hands. I will see you next Monday. Bye guys.